Welcome to the Stronger Business Podcast, where we discover how to get stronger together. Welcome back to the Stronger Business Podcast. Man, have we got a fun episode today. For Like most entrepreneurs, a lot of times we sit around like, man, wouldn't it be great if we created this or if this existed or we started something entirely new? Well, guess what? Today's episode is with two business owners and entrepreneurs that, that were able to do that. They started something entirely new, something entirely different that didn't really exist. And we get the pleasure of hearing all about it. Welcome to the podcast, Heath Wilson, Joey Odom. Welcome, guys. Thank you, brother. Good to be here. Thanks All a lot. Right. We're, let's let's just start from scratch here. First off, let's talk about the business, RO. I can honestly say, I mean, you, you guys are, are probably a household name, but I have never heard of RO, <laughs> nor the concept of what you guys have built. So just really quick, what the heck is RO? You know, let, let me go way back, actually. Let me go back to 2000. So oh, we're going way back. Yeah, All we're going right, way. Yeah. I mean, this is this is like when you were in college, you That's know, my you party. Were, you're talking yeah, about my is. party days. <laughs> you might not remember it, but uh, yeah, so I I was young. I was 26. I was out of college, a little older than you. And I just happened into being an entrepreneur. I had a job. I was at the lunch one day with a couple of friends. We started complaining about what we were doing. And we said, well, why don't we start a business? Um, and at the time I thought, well, yeah, let's do that. And if I, if it fails, I'll just go get a job. Literally that's how I kind of fell into this, this world. So I referred to myself as an accidental entrepreneur. That idea, that business we started, um, it's called Evestment. It was actually based in Atlanta again, back in 2000. That's a, that's a great name, by the way. Well, well thank you. Everything back there had an E on the front. <laughs> we just followed along. Um, but man, that thing grew well beyond our expectations, anything that we had dreamt up. It went from four of us to four or 500 of us, offices all over the world. So we just kind of had an incredible journey that actually lasted 17 years uh, before we sold that business. But it was through that journey that really the idea for RO was born. And RO is really focused on helping us take back our time, helping us focus on putting down these wonderful, captivating devices that we call smartphones, particularly in the uh, in the family context. As most entrepreneurs do, I got wrapped up in staying busy, looking busy, you know, being busy. And I just realized I had a bunch of kids at the time. I have four kids. And, and I started looking at them and saying, wow, I'm just not the best example for how I should, you know, how I should be modeling and living. Uh, and I need to be better for them. I need to be better for myself. So that's where the journey started. We're thinking about how, man, how can we change the trajectory of how all of us, and I think this is a pretty ubiquitous issue at this point, how all of us are captivated by these things we carry around in our pockets. Man, what an awesome just lead in and story and how, God, how we all feel that every day now, even more so. I'll tell you a funny story from my side. God, this is embarrassing. This kind of triggered a moment for me. And this was probably 02, 03. And, and my first entrepreneur days and journeys was way different than you. It was not this success story of uh, uh, butterflies and rainbows and growing into this massive successful company for 17 years. Um, it was on the smaller side where most things didn't work out. But at one point I had a commercial cleaning company and a construction company. And it just meant like fires were popping up all the time. And I remember 
I took a girl out on a date and I found out, I ran into one of her friends like three days later and the girl had nicknamed me cell phone Brown, like no joke. And I'm wow. like, oh, boy, <laughs> this is like, uh, all right, the, the entrepreneur side and the phone side connects and is a problem for all of us and been a problem for me from the start um, or, or now devices in general. So, all right. So where did you come in the picture? Yeah. So we, so Heath and I met, we met right when I moved to Atlanta. So this is 2013, early 2014. So we met at, and you'll love this, this story. We, we met at a men's small group, group about 500 guys, all kind of towards betterment. And we're, we're sitting at a, yeah. we're sitting at a circle table and, and this guy walks up, you know, everybody's, everybody's wearing, you know, blazers and sport, you know, sport coats and business, business casual stuff. And, and then all, all of a sudden walks up this guy, that I learned later, his name was Heath and he's wearing a hoodie. And I thought, Oh, this poor guy, he's unemployed. He, he just, he doesn't have a job and he's, <laughs> he's out here to network and try to find a job. I was surprised he didn't have like, like his resume with some cologne sprayed on it or something like that. <laughs> so he, so he, he comes up, we hit it off. We, you know, we get along great. And then, you know, later that week, I, I'm reading the wall street journal and there's a, there's a quote and it says, you know, Heath Wilson of Evestment in Atlanta says, and I thought, oh, this guy's an entrepreneur. He's not, he, you're either homeless or an entrepreneur if you're wearing a hoodie on a Thursday morning. So it's, uh, he fell, he fell into that. And so we, we hit it off and we didn't, um, you know, we didn't really, we weren't super fast friends. We didn't hang out a bunch, but we kept in touch and Heath texted me one day 45 days into his retirement after selling his business and said, Hey, I, I got a big idea that I want to talk about. And what's funny about it is he didn't probably know the extent to which I dealt with distraction with my phone. And he didn't know that I missed, you know, my son's first soccer goal. Cause I was looking down at my phone. He didn't know that I, that my daughter had called me out uh, during story time. Cause I was focusing on my phone instead of her. So he didn't know all this struggle. I felt the tension that I felt around this, um, he just knew, Hey, we, you know, we're values aligned, but it really resonated. And so at the time I was in, I was in commercial real estate for 15 years and, um, was on a good trajectory and, and then things were looking very, you know, very comfortable with the career. And when the, when we, this concept came up, I just said, I can't not do this. I can't not, it was such an opportunity to do something very unique. It's not just having a, not just a problem that's big. And not just having high intention, but being aligned with somebody who had had success in, in his entrepreneurial journey and with a, an approach that was so unique, so differentiated, so gutsy too. I mean, this is a, it, it was a gutsy move to really approach it the way we were with the hardware component to it. And, you know, we were, we did that, that was about four years ago and two years into that journey, we said, Hey, we got to, I said, Hey, I got to do, do it full time. So resigned from my position at, at, at the company where I was moved up to Knoxville. And, um, and it's been just, it's been an amazing journey because, and this is where the things, this is where it really starts to, to hit is we got some great quantitative data. Things are going, we have a lot of good progress there, but the real thing is you get these stories from people qualitatively of life change and stories of, Hey, my eight year old daughter, you know, this is a guy we got a guy from California that I don't know sent an email the other day. He goes, I just want to thank you guys. He goes, my eight-year-old daughter and I watched a movie and she said to me at the end of it, she goes, dad, it's so much better when you watch movies without your phone. You're so, you watch the movies so much better. I have such a great time with you. And hearing stories like that, we hear them again and again. And it's that, that's where, you know, we're early in this journey and we think we have a, a lot of runway left, but even early on, it's where it just, we just know we're doing, 
we're doing the right things and we're pursuing something that's very worthwhile of um, walking away from <laughs> walking away from a fairly comfortable career. Man, no kidding. And so you guys, obviously, this is a, a massive problem and in uh, a drastic uh, change in people's life. If you can figure out how to navigate this problem, but where do you start? I mean, how do you even know there's a solution or, you know, how did you guys figure out where do we go from here? Yeah. What a great question. So we, I tell you, we came from a place of one personal failure, but two being right in the middle of that phase of life where our kids were about to get screens in their hands. Oh yeah. So back, you know, four years ago, my kids were, let me think, 12, 12, 10 and eight. So, you know, right on the cusp of having some kind of device and when I looked, you know, uh, across the horizon to that point, I thought, oh man, this is, this is terrifying. So in fact, when I, when I text Joey that day, I said, look, I'm going to spend a lot of money to figure this out for my family. And I think if we can figure it out for mine, we can figure it out for others. But to your point or to your question, the first step was a lot of research, you know, where there's solutions out there. I couldn't find anything that wasn't built into the phone itself, you know, just an app, you click a button mm -hmm. that wasn't going to work. I read a bunch of books on habit formation, started to understand how we create good habits and, and form bad habits. And then I said, let's start testing. I literally have found a, a box, a cardboard box. I cut a hole in the back. I put it in our kitchen, pulled some cords through. And I said, I wonder if this little box will become the visual cue for us to put our phones away, even if it's just a charging station. And it worked, except that there wasn't a reward for doing it. I didn't get credit for doing it. Um, so that was kind of an aha moment to say, hey, we need to build in, we need to gamify this whole experience. We need to make it fun. We need to, we need to provide nudges. We need to have some technology embedded into it uh, that makes it rewarding. Um, again, that's just kind of a motivational system design approach to it. So then we just went to the next step and the next step and the next step, which usually included, you know, a second beta test. And instead of a cardboard box, it was a, a wooden box. And for a wooden box, it's a prototype and on and on and on. So, so you guys didn't even at least on the front end, know exactly what you are building. So how did, is there any sort of like projections or budgets or is it, man, I'm committed to figuring this out, whatever it takes. How, what was that start? The short answer is over budget. That's the, <laughs> yeah. that's the, that's the short answer. I, I suspected that's the answer to everything, especially <laughs> something like this, right? We, we're so, we're so glad we didn't listen to everybody who told us that hardware is hard. Cause that's, that's what we heard nonstop. And, and it's <laughs> true. They say it's hard. That's what they say. It, it's just, it's a difficult thing because you know, in a software solution, software only solution, you can continue to iterate. But once you've set in stone with the manufacturer, Hey, here's what we want. That's it. You can't change anything from there. But we also knew, and what's fun about this is science is now validating this hypothesis we had, which was the only way to reduce your screen time for those that it's important to, for those who want to reduce their screen time, the only way to do that is to have your phone apart from you, away from you, and out of sight. So that was the theory we began with. Is let's 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 separate it from our bodies because the stats will tell us ninety one percent of Americans have their phones with them within arm's reach twenty four hours a day. So all of us have it with us all the time. And so we looked. Okay, there's a core relationship with our phone that says we have to have it with us all the time. So let's see if we can change that relationship. Let's just put a little bit of distance between it. Here's an even more fascinating stat or factoid to me, and this is from a gentleman by the name of Dr. Dr. Maxie Heitmeyer from the London School of Economics. He says that the presence of your phone equals usage of your phone. Just by, he said, you're actually interacting with your phone even by it just being there because you're anticipating something all the time. Something's coming, something's coming, something's coming. So you might as well be using that. 
So it's taking you out of the present. So what we said was to Heath's point, let's, and here, here was the fun thing the, the, we weren't committed at the beginning that we're going to do this thing, no matter what we really weren't. We said, let's go to the next step. Let's see if the, the alpha test or the proof of concept test tells us that this is a big enough problem. Our research tells us this is a big problem. And then it did. And then let's see if our proof of concept, if it, if this combination of a place to put your phone connecting to an app that gamifies the experience just on a very basic level, let's see if that, if we get some good response and it was overwhelming, Hey, this is making a difference. And then let's make sure that this, the, the technology to make it um, super reliable is possible. And then it was, and then let's see if, and so it was step after step after step. And so we just got confirmation time after time that, Hey, this is, this is not only effective, but it's possible and, you know, it's been drastically more expensive than we could have anticipated, but, but that, but that's not, you know, as anybody knows the, the point in the beginning is just, let's just validate it and you can, you can optimize, you can reduce costs, you can pivot. But the key for us is that, and we see it now is that we're achieving product market fit that says that this solution that we have really is addressing the core problem within the market. And we, we continue to get validation of that as well. Yeah, I love how you guys talk about, you know, changing habits, because I think as we all know from an entrepreneur standpoint at our age, that's that's what equals success and everything. Yeah. It, it takes forever to learn it. But once you get that, I feel like in life and business, that's the key to everything and and being able to understand, hey, how can we use this to change habits? And yeah. that's what changes, truly changes behavior. But you're right, you can't change habits without some sort of consequence or reward or, yeah. you know, incentive along the way. And man, I can't, you, know, you talk about hardware is hard. I can't imagine, guys, the amount of advice you receive not to do this between manufacturing, inventory, yeah. different <laughs> phones, different, per I mean, good sh shipping pro products oh, oh my gosh supply chain ah man yeah. it just goes on and on but here you are you've done it so the the product itself right now how does it work how does how does it gamified i'm excited to, to know a little more about what it looks like yeah how so it operates. well we launched back in november um, okay. So we're we're early in the journey. I mean, we're working on it for a yeah. few years, but we commercial, you know, commercial launched in November. The great, the, the really cool news is we've been selling every day since. So we are striking a chord in the marketplace. People are, you know, Joey was telling stories. A it marketplace is that didn't exist. Didn't, didn't exist. <laughs> we, we have literally created a new category, which is also why people told us not started. Um, <laughs> but so that obviously creates a lot of challenges in marketing and communication, which or, or messaging, which we can talk about. But the product itself is a beautiful device, home device that lives in your house, kitchen, family room, somewhere in a high traffic area. It's meant to serve as the visual cue, an invitation even for your phone. Hey, put your phone away while you're having family dinner. Hey, put your phone away while you're trying to concentrate. Hey, put your phone away while you're even watching TV. We even say, hey, TV without a second screen is a huge, huge win. But it's a device that sits there. And then we built an app that connects to this device. So it's packed full of tech. Uh, we made it frictionless. You put your phone in, automatically starts tracking all of your time away, right? The opposite of screen time. We're tracking all of your intentional time off of your phone. When you remove it from this home device, it lets you tag your time. So you could, you know, mark time with my spouse, quality time, family dinner, reading, writing, whatever. You effectively create this beautiful journal of how you're spending your time intentionally. 
And then, of course, we're motivating you and nudging you along the way and giving you badges and rewards and, you know, pats on the back and all those things that, you know, keep you coming back. But the real reward is not putting your phone down. The real reward is what you do instead. And the real reward is learning that habit of intentionality, aligning your actions with those intentions, right? And starting just to build a digital muscle around this thing not being all that important. That is amazing. Oh, man. I, I can't imagine how difficult it is for a lot of people to set their phone away. I know I, for me, a life-changing moment for me is when I said, you know what, I'm going to always keep my phone on silent and I'm going to turn off notifications. I'm going to be able, I, I want to manually have to check my email and I manually have to check my text message. For me as a business owner, that was probably one of the hardest things I've, I've ever put in place, uh, but also one of the most rewarding things. Mm. But it's still, like you said, it's still there. It's still like you're waiting or you're looking or you're scrolling or just occupies our time and it's gotten so much worse. I, I, it drives me crazy to be in meetings with people with, with smartwatches. And I mean, it's just like, you just like feel it and see it. And there's just, they're not even engaged. And I'm like, man, yeah. this is getting worse. So you guys are changing that. You're turning the tide. Um, what's so right now for you guys, you know, you're, you're obviously, been in business and you're selling every day and you're getting responses from customers. How are you getting the word out there? How are you letting people know this exists and how are people finding out about it? Yeah, I want to go back real quick to what you said. And, and I want to be, we're, we're very careful when we talk about this topic and it's, we are not proponents in any way of, of going back to flip phones. We're not, <laughs> we're not proponents of of dumbing down technology. We love we're our not, phone. We're not going off the grid. We're not. Yeah, we're, we're not. We're yeah, exactly. We're, we got to learn. We, because we talk, all of this is about our relationship to our phone and the iPhone's been around 15 years. And so we're just figuring out how this thing works. We're just figuring out how our, what our relationship with it's supposed to be like. And so we're very, very pro tech and we're not getting rid of our, of our iPhones anytime soon because they add so much to our lives. We just found that there are moments when they take away, especially in relationships, they take away from those things, from the, the more important things in our lives. So I do want to clarify that. And and it takes away from like a meeting, for example, it takes away our presence and focus. But at the same time, if I have a long day and let's say my family's not home and I just say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to scroll to, I'm going to scroll Instagram for a little bit. That's okay. It really is. Now it becomes a problem if I'm doing it in the middle of church or if I'm doing it in the middle of a, of a family dinner. So it's all about managing that device better towards our relationship to, to build that healthy relationship with it and harness it's good. And then, and then kind of push out the times we don't want to, because just the, the last point on this is our phones are a distraction very often. And I define distraction as anything that gets in the way of our intentions. And so if I say I'm going to be in, if I'm going to be there for my, for my kids, if I'm going to be present with my kids, that's an intention I have. And if my phone's getting in the way of that, that's a distraction that I need to set aside. So again, I want, I do want to make that clarification. We're very pro tech and we think it's great for our lives. You know, the way we're getting it out to the market right now, we're doing, we're being very careful with our growth. We're being very deliberate because we want to make sure as we're, as we're releasing this, that we are providing an experience that is truly valuable to members. So we're, it's a membership model. So people are paying on a monthly basis. And so as part of that, that puts a target on our backs to make sure that we justify the cost of that membership. So that's where the software experience comes in. The hardware is what it is, but the software experience and the app, that's really where the magic happens. That's where the nudges and the gamification and the things, all of the things you do to push someone towards putting their phone away happens. So we're growing deliberately. Now we are doing it with, you know, around Christmas time, we were within 
20 units or so of, of being of running out of them. So the production had to kick up a little bit, but we're doing it deliberately and we're doing it mainly right now through organic growth, through word of mouth referrals. Um, we've been fortunate to have some influencers who have just seen it and like it and post about it. And that's kind of fun. Um, and then we're doing all, you know, this or, you know, the, uh, digital marketing through Instagram ads and things like that and search engine, um, and podcasts, Google ads. Podcasts. and thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, and podcast right. podcasts have been fantastic. Podcasts yeah. are a great way to do it. You know, we, we've, um, we've, we have a podcast of our own and, um, and joining as guests on others has been, has been really, really great. Cause when people hear it, if you're struggling with it, it, it sparks something very, very quickly in you. And, um, and just getting the word out is, is where we are right now. And, and even if that's kind of on the ground, I think that's been working best for us. Oh, I love it, man. And so it's crazy. Like it, to me, it blows my mind because we're so much more efficient with our phones. I mean, I can, I can check email. I can check a dozen emails in a matter of 30 seconds and it even anticipates what I'm going to respond. I just swipe and it almost creates the sentence and responds for me. <laughs> I can do my marketing from a Facebook marketing manager for the entire month in, in five minutes. I, there's just, I can check the weather in a matter of 10 seconds. I don't have to sit in front of the TV or, or scroll around. You don't have to dial up any, there's just, it's made things so much faster uh, and so much more efficient, but somehow as people and business owners, we have less time than we've ever had. <laughs> yeah. How is that freaking possible? Like how it's, it's the, the, the just whole mindset of like how our phones are so valuable and so awesome and so great for business and efficiency, but so bad because I have less time now than I did when I was running around with a flip phone and had to go to a library to get on the internet. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> It's wild. So, so it's, uh, you know, this kind of thing really excites me from a entrepreneur, from a business owner perspective. I, I look at it. I know, I don't know if you guys have experienced this in your entrepreneur journey, but uh, I know for me, I, I still struggle with this every day. Now um, I spend so much of my time, like in the weeds of working in the business and not on the business. And I feel like our phone amplifies that where it's always being in the business or, in the fires or in the things that are happening every second, not yeah. the creative time, not the focus time of, of thinking about things, brainstorming, planning, not having distractions for two hours. And so you guys are, are, I know, I know a lot of this is on the home front, but on the business side, there's just so much value in getting away from all that stuff. I feel yeah. like, well, yeah. I was going to, I'll give you a good example. We had a, a team offsite two, three weeks ago, and we got a bunch of meetings, talking through a bunch of things, you know, strategic planning, all that stuff. Joey asked us, he challenged us about 15 minutes, write a letter to yourself one year from today, right? What do you want to say to yourself? What do you want to accomplish personally, professionally? It was in that 15 minutes that we had the biggest breakthrough of the weekend. It didn't come through writing the letter necessarily. It was just the quiet time, the thoughtful time, and we come out of this, we're reading through our letters and, and all of a sudden there's an aha moment. We sit, we spend the next 45 minutes saying, yes, we're going to do that. But it only happened because we put the distractions beside it. Only happened because we gave ourselves space to think and be creative. Like we're not going to like power our way into a creative session, right? It has to come at moments like this. We're, we're so, we, we are so afraid and, and, and I'm including myself right in the, the thick of it here. We're so afraid of boredom. We're so afraid of silence. And, but it's transformational what happens when those things happen. If, if you, if we all scheduled in, if everybody listening, if the three of us here 
if we all scheduled in an hour of quiet time, no distractions and a notepad once a week, I guarantee you that the creative ideas that would come out of that would be transformational. Um, but we are afraid. We're just afraid of the mundane. We're afraid of the silence. And this is a challenge to myself. That's, that's what it would have, what a powerful, valuable thing it would be if we were to all implement that. Yeah. Do you guys find, so obviously there's a huge desire and it's pretty easy to see the benefit on a thousand different levels of doing this and engaging in this people order the hardware, but they're still scared to, to engage. Is this like a stair step where you do it for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, or, or people, are they so ready to get away from their phones once they buy into what you guys are providing um, as a, as a service or are they all in from the start? It, it depends. I, I think the the encouragement we give to people is, especially in the first 30 days, to use RO every single day, but don't put pressure on yourself for how much time your phone is in is in a session, because the key is, is habit formation, and that requires consistency. So build up that muscle, and it does. It, it's a muscle that you have to build up, and we we recommend just doing it slowly and and forget about the amount of time. Just build that up slowly so that you get used to it, and it's not that uncomfortable to put your phone down because it is for some people and a lot of people have great intentions but that doesn't and i mean and a lot of us have great intentions to go work out too but that, that doesn't mean it's easy you know yeah. these it's, it's a challenging thing to do this and so our encouragement to people right at the beginning is spend a little bit of time away from your phone every single day and for the person that buys it this is an interesting phenomenon because this this is the first product out there that addresses the family units. Let's and again, this like you said, there's application in the work workplace for sure. But this addresses the family unit, and it's for the kids as much as it is for the adults. It's not a parental parental control app. In fact, it's it's probably has the opposite effect where the kids are controlling the parents when it comes to this and grabbing the parents' phones and putting them away. But in doing that, it requires that that um, it requires the intentionality from the person who buys it it requires a little bit of restraint from them to not impose it on the other people. If I brought, if I bought this and I said, I told my wife, Hey, put your phone down. Guess what's going to happen. I'm going to sleep on the couch. <laughs> right. And so, so the best way, especially for dudes to, is to just model the way, just show, just, just model the way to those around you and let them see the, the life change that's happening in you. And then it will, I promise you become part of the culture within the home. Ah, oh, that's great advice. Cause you're right. The, kind of the jerk the wheel approaches. We're all yeah. doing this from seven to nine every night. <laughs> Good luck. This thing. We're going, yeah, that's going to be a train wreck. We'll get all sorts <laughs> of resistance. All right. For you guys now, how many hours or minutes a day do you spend away from your phone? And what do you do when you're away from it? What do you guys do for fun? Well, we've actually, it's funny. We've actually challenged each other to spend half the year off of our phone. So 12 hours a day. What? Yeah. <clears throat> Now we sleep, we sleep, we sleep with our phones, you know, away is, from us. So that takes seven or eight hours, but it does require four or five hours of, you know, fun, free time during the day as well. Man, this is next level. All right. <laughs> so for me, so, yeah. yeah. So for me, that, that comes in the form of, I'll have anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes in the morning of just quiet time, reflection time, journaling, devotion, that kind of thing. Family. I mean, our kids are in sports, but family dinner is something that, you know, I'll probably get 45 minutes to an hour of uh, a day maybe an hour of TV potentially. Uh, and then there's just other moments where I just don't need the phone. So I'd make sure to put it down there for I'm not lost in, you know, whatever land I could end up in. Um, so we're just stringing together, you know, 30 minutes at a time, an hour at a time. And, and you'd be surprised how quickly it adds up. Yeah. How about you, Joey? What do you do for fun? And when you're putting the phone down? 
you know, during the work day, it, you know, I need my phone for a bit, for a bunch of that. But for example, right before this call, I had, I, I need, I was 140 emails behind. So I like all of us are, and I said, I got to focus for an hour. So I dropped my phone in RO and then I just had a, a power session of, of an hour of, of hammering through emails. So I find those moments where I need the intense kind of deep focus, the deep work at the office. I do that. Um, and then when I get home, it's, um, I, I try to really protect as much again, if the kids aren't, aren't in sports, I try to protect probably six to nine o'clock. Those three hours are really, really important. Um, we, a lot of RO members say that's, that's their only time they use it is I just gotta, I just gotta take back, you know, six o'clock, nine o'clock. So that's one time I use it. And then I'll probably do another check right before, you know, 30 minutes before bed. And then I put it in, put it in RO for, for, uh, for the time that I'm asleep and then wake up next morning, about an hour of, um, hour of devotion time or so Heat's only 30 minutes. I'm an hour. I mean, no big Sometimes deal, I'm but, seven yeah. minutes, so more <laughs> but we, uh, but that, that it's, it's a pretty good rhythm. It's a, it, it really is a pretty decent rhythm. And most of my time, again, that six to nine o'clock, we can talk about fun time. That's all family time. It's, yeah. it's, it's fun time helping out with homework, even though my kids are smarter than I am now, um, helping out with homework, having a family dinner, cleaning up the kitchen and just kind of catching up with everybody on the day. Man, that's that's impressive that you guys uh, have a goal to get away from it that much. And man, I love the kind of the competitive spirit between you two on like hours away from it. And that just <laughs> brings in like the badges and rewards. I think about like my workout app and my you know my the watch I wear when I work out. It's got all these. This morning it was longest swim of the year, fastest eight hundred meters, and all it's and it, nice. it's somewhat meaningless but i'm like all into it i get excited and i start like competing with myself and then you can compete with other people and it's uh so bringing that piece to it is brilliant man i love that we gotta do we all we all love the the pats on the back and the attaboys and it's um and that's what's good and if you want to use that for for guys especially it gets competitive for my wife that she didn't really use RO a ton before and then when she realized wait a second there's a leaderboard all right i'm in i'll i'll do it now so it's it does um and that's one of the challenges and the cool opportunities within the software to make sure that it the app is the app experience appeals to everybody no matter where they are you know gender or age or whatever it is make sure there's an appeal for everybody and that's a, you know fortunately i think we've been able to accomplish a lot of that man it's crazy how much we get into that stuff for me in particular, I just think about, I, maybe three weeks ago, I ordered a bag. It's got these Velcro badges you put on it for different things you do. And it's, I'm so excited about this and the future bag. I mean, it's, I'm like, man, of all the things I do every day in work and business and, and the things on a, on a much bigger scale. And like, I'm so excited about these little like Velcro badges that go in this bag that I, <laughs> haven't even taken anywhere i haven't even packed in it and taken it anywhere and i'm all into it so uh, i love it that's that's really awesome and really cool and man the fact that you guys are out there doing this and i i so i think as an entrepreneur or i know i don't think i know as an entrepreneur as a business owner as a husband you know in, in relationships and things i do the phone gets in the way but i also feel like there's just such a need to not only internally but externally to retrain just the public expectation and you talk about the yeah. just the 140 emails in business like i i spend half of my day now in business not in my skill set in my trade where i'm those valuable it's responding to emails text messages dms um calls it's just 
we we've I feel like uh, it, we've turned into in our business world of just such a situation of like expected immediate response and yeah. the customer expectation is always urgent. And I'm like, man, this is like killing me because I, I love serving and I love pleasing customers and relationships and people I work with in business, but it's, it's almost become impossible. And so it's like, geez, how do we, how do we retrain that side too yeah. while we're retraining ourselves? So, man, I, I, we got to get this thing in everybody's hands. Like we need, we need everybody spending there you 12 go. <laughs> hours a day away from their devices. This is awesome. <laughs> and that, you know, actually with that, with that, that was one of Heath's early, um, there's a really an early principle that I think is really important is, is setting those expectations. We're all expected to respond immediately to, to, to things. And so what's fun about the, the RO app for those you're in a group with, so you for, you can form groups of within people that, you know, you can see on there with if they're in an RO session or not. So it kind of makes it nice. If I text Heath and I say, you know, I ask him a question about the next day and he hadn't responded for 30 minutes, I can take a look and say like, oh, well, he's in RO. I can, I can see a notice that Heath is in a session. And so it helps retrain that expectation. Like, okay, he's doing something else that's important, which makes me then think about, should I really be texting him at right in the middle of family time when I know seven o'clock at night is, is family dinner time. Should I really be texting? So it starts, you begin to retrain others, but then you begin to retrain yourself on when is it appropriate to reach out for something that maybe could wait for later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely makes sense. All right. So, you know, future of this business as you guys um, kind of lay out, you know, things as you continue to grow, is this something that you guys want to get in the hands of every, everybody in the world? Is this something you want to be a licensing deal with, major manufacturers of phones and devices is this what's the what's the plan from here and the growth strategy for you guys and the product yeah right now we're laser focused on families we we know it works awesome. for families what's interesting is that we thought it would be perfect for families 11 to 14 but it's the younger families with young kids who are really adopting it and really mm. my hypothesis is that they want to set that example early because they can also see into the future and they don't want to repeat maybe what, uh, you know, what they've experienced or what they've done themselves. So that's been fun because that's opened our market dramatically in terms of that, uh, the family market. I would love to have, I would have loved to have had one of these in every conference room at investments office. So there's definitely a corporate application. I think there's an employee wellness benefit aspect to this as well. Like what says I care about you uh, more than giving your employees a way to disconnect when they get home. We see opportunities in the hospitality space, particularly these getaway resorts where the where the whole point is to, to unplug and disconnect and you know spend time with someone that that's important. So there's a bunch of different directions that it can go. But right now we're we're really trying to stay focused because it's easy to lose your lose your way and you know chase after the next big thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting because I think it is things are starting to trend back that way. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys know. Uh, Colin O'Brady and uh, just read his book. 12 okay, hour walk, yeah. Oh, 12 hour walk. Yeah. yeah. So, so I've done a 29029 event with Colin back in uh, October of last year and have gotten to know him a little bit and follow some of the stuff he's doing. He just came out of a seven day darkness retreat. I heard that in a cave, right? This is insane. Yeah. So I'm like, man. And, and I, other people are like wanting to do it. And I'm like, man, we're, uh, this is thing is this pendulum is swinging back hard in the other direction. <laughs> I saw so, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers was yeah. talking about that yesterday. He's going to do a, a, a darkness retreat to deserve, determine if he's going to play in the NFL next year. Yeah. Wow. So man, you, obviously the value is starting to be known of getting away from stuff and maybe even getting away from lights in general. Who the heck knows? <laughs> That's a little extreme for me, but, but pretty wild. And just, 
I think the timing of this is is amazing. Um, it's it, it's super cool. All right, so my favorite part of the podcast, obviously, we're the Stronger Business Podcast. We want to get stronger. We get stronger by maxing out by tactical things we can put in place, things that can make a difference in our life and in our business. I'm excited for you guys because I don't really know what max out moment you're going to share with us um, in a response to some of our communication earlier. I was told it was going to be a surprise. And so <laughs> as we land the plane and we bring ourselves to the max out moment of the Stronger Business Podcast, what is the one takeaway, the one thing you guys, each of you want to share with our audience of, you know, hey, if you leave here with one thing or or one thing I'll leave you with, what is that max out moment? Well, for me, it's counterintuitive. And if you have, as an entrepreneur, if you have the opportunity to work with your friends, do it. Oh, and I know that yes. goes against a lot of advice. Yes, my my entire right. career has been with friends. And it's funny when, when, you know, I asked Joey to join, you know, we did have a conversation around like, you know, our friendship's important. What's going to happen. And then I asked another friend of mine to join and asked two other buddies to join. I mean, this was, I've just always wanted to work with people that I enjoy hanging around. Now you have to build in the guardrails and the systems and the conversations to make sure that you don't fracture those relationships. But man, it's been a joy for me for the last 20 years to be able to work with people that I can, can also call friends. So again, if you have the opportunity do it, don't hesitate. I love that. You're right. It's that's different than a lot of people will share and what a lot of people recommend. I'm, I'm saying I feel that way about partnerships. I love partnerships. I love partners and everything I do. And most people say they'll never get another business partnership again. And so I think <laughs> if it's set up right and you do the, the guardrails on the front end, then yeah, it goes a long way in protecting that. Joey, what you got for us, man? Well, my, mine would I've had two interesting conversations with two of my very best friends within the last several weeks, and both of them have described some challenges they're having in their marriages. And we have they've both acknowledged this. And I said to both of them that I think that half of these problems would go away if you put your phone away at night and gave your full presence. And so the, the, this is not a commercial for RO. The point is, I think people need to really grasp how powerful their full presence is. And that's something I'm really working on and I really still struggle with it. But when you, when you do, you know, when you, when you put your phone down, for example, you're, you're bestowing value on everybody around you. You're saying that there are 7 billion other people on the planet who can reach me through this thing. And when I put it away, you're the only person that's important to me. So you can, you, you bestow so much value on them and for your kids, what you do when you're fully present with your kids is you you show them that they're accepted by you, that you want to spend time with them and that you accept them. So I think the 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 key thought there is fight like hell to be present with everyone around you. Really fight it. And, and it is a fight. And 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 don't underestimate the fact you're in wartime. You know, when you're on on relationships that are important, it's not peacetime, it's wartime. You really have to fight for it. And your presence is the the absolute best way that you can fully show that and you can give value to people around you. Man, I love that. And that's so true and powerful. I um that brought up a memory for me that really hit home on that same level is I was listening to a podcast uh, with Dabo Sweeney uh, yeah. a couple of years ago, and he talked about, you know, be where your feet are planted, like mm. always be present wherever you're standing. And that can be the difference in how the relationship transpires from there. And man, it's, you're so spot on there and so huge. And so many of us have 
lost our way in being able to do that. God, two amazing max. You guys didn't disappoint. I mean, you, <laughs> you brought the max out moments. I love it. All right. To engage with you guys, to check out the podcast, to buy the product, to follow. Uh, how do we connect? Share some details of uh, how we engage with you guys more. Yeah. On socials, you can find us at at GoRO now, G-O-A-R-O at GoRO now. And then our website is goro.com. So that's where you can order the product. That's where you can learn a little more about us, learn about the podcast. So goro.com. All right. I love it. And to right, so the product, let's talk about that for a second. Let's share a little more, give people a little more information. How much is it? How much is the subscription for it? Um, give me a little bit on the cost side of things. It's a membership model, so it is a monthly fee. Um, uh -huh. It's an annual commitment. You can either pay monthly or pay up front, and that price range is from twelve dollars to eighteen dollars a month. Oh my! God. The whole family too. That's that's an entire. So that's not a, for for individuals. If you have a family of four, that's that's a single price for everybody in your family in total. Oh my god! That's the guys. That's a steal. Oh my god! You're you're changing your life for twelve to eighteen dollars a month. <laughs> that's, this is the biggest no brainer thing I've ever heard. And so. For you guys, I own a tax firm and tax practice for a living. I'm pretty sure we can write that off too. There's some business benefit <laughs> with subscription. So that gets this thing down to like six dollars a month. I, you know, I net out my tax deduction for this thing. This is this is a, everybody should go sign up and get it be a part of this right now. I know I'm going to, and I'm excited to compete and get rewards and uh and have you guys back on in the future and talk about where this thing is going and how it's changing everybody's lives and, uh, man, just making a difference. It's so cool to, to have entrepreneurs like you guys that are willing to just go out and create something entirely new. That's an idea that uh, most people never leave the dinner table with. And you guys came away and said, you know what, we don't, we don't know how long this is going to take. We don't know how much this is going to cost. And we don't even know what it looks like, but we're committed to figuring this out personally and uh, from a business standpoint. So man, hats off to you guys. And uh, thank you all so much for joining us today on the Stronger Business Podcast. It's been fun. Yeah, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right. So everybody go check it out. Everybody sign up. This is an amazing opportunity to change our lives, change our relationships and uh, be able to unplug a little bit. And then until then, make sure you plug back in uh, next week for the Stronger Business Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast. We're excited to come to you again next week with more tools and tactics to help you get stronger in your business and in your life. Check us out on Instagram at Stronger Business or follow us uh, on our website at StrongerBusiness.com. Have an awesome rest of your day and we'll see you next week.